Hi, I'm John Marn. I'm here today with Mike Cappuccio, owner of NETR Inc., a heating and cooling company in Massachusetts with a focus on Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling products. Today, we're talking about heating and air conditioning in apartments and condos with a ductless system. Welcome, Mike. Good morning, John. How are you? Good. Mike, can a ductless heating and air conditioning system be used in apartments and condos? Oh, absolutely. We do it every day. Every single day we put units in apartments and condos. And, you know, a lot of these apartments, they are condos now. That You know, the three-family house that was an apartment building at one time is, you know, now a condo or it's still an apartment. And, you know, the landlord might own it. He might not own it. It, you know, could be owned by someone individually. But, you know, we, we do those every single day. Okay. It's a good part of our business, matter of fact. Right. If I'm renting an apartment and, you know, we have uh, an old traditional system, is there any way that I could maybe try to convince my landlord to, uh, you know, install a ductless <laughs> system? Because they sound so great. It, it, it really does. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen landlords put them in. In, in tenant spaces, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if the tenant convinced them or not, but I see it a lot in in the Boston area, Somerville, Medford areas like that, where um, you know they might have been using a central heating system to to heat the home, and you know, the, the people want air conditioning in the home, and you know they're going to the landlord saying, "Hey, you know we have no air conditioning in here," and you know the guy next door has air conditioning. You know, can we get air conditioning installed? And you know, I'm using window units and things like that. I mean, in the the, the flip side of that is too, if for the heating side, if you can get the tenant, you know, sometimes the tenant, <laughs> you know, be careful what you wish for because if they can get the Douglas system installed, they can heat and cool that apartment by themselves. And if you're paying the electric bill, then we pull the heating system out of there and you're going to heat with the Mitsubishi. You can heat with that, but now you're going to be paying your heating and cooling costs too. Right. right, um, right. Probably good in the summertime because you were paying a lot of money for air conditioning, but right. um, you know, I think from a comfort perspective, you're going to be a lot happier. So you might not you know, mind paying for a little bit of that. And but, if you're energy conscious yeah, and you, you know, uh-huh. you, you, you uh, maybe you, you want yeah. to turn down your system during the day when you're not there yeah. and things like that, as long as you're kind of uh, if you fo- figure out how to use it. it properly, I think, yeah, I think you, you could, could save probably save some money. some money. I mean, comfort yeah. is, you know, sometimes it's, it's not all about money. It's about comfort too, you know? Right, right. Uh, if I'm the owner of an apartment building, then on the, sort of the flip side, is installing a ductless system in my building for my tenants a, a good investment? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it done a lot of times. The reason, one of the main reasons why they why they do it is because they've got a central heating system in there and they've got a you know big old boiler in the basement, might be running off oil or gas. And, you know, the boiler's getting to be, you know, 40 years old, 50 years old at that point now, and they're going, okay, you know, what are my options here? I've just got heat in this building. I've got no air conditioning. I've got tenants putting in window units, and, um, you know, they're really not happy with that. And they each have their own electrical service. And, you know, I can basically get the heating component of what I'm paying if it's a central heating system, and I have to pay for the heat for the tenants because it's, sometimes it's hard to break up, you know, four or five apartments onto a heating bill when it's, you know, one gas feed coming into the building on the on the main, you know, house gas. So now what they do is they go in, they put in a ductless system in the five or six units and oh, okay, tenant Mrs. Tenant now now the heating and electric, the heating goes on to your electric bill and you're he- paying for now your heating and cooling in that area. So you're relieving the heating and cooling bills from yourself and putting them onto the tenant now. 
mm. you know, giving them comfort along with it. But you know, you're you're basically giving them the not the option to pay for the heating and cooling. You're telling them they've got to pay for the heating and cooling now right. because it's on their right. their meter. Their right. you know the meter is registered in their name. So on the other hand, it, you know, you would uh, get away from those arguments between tenants where you know you're saying like, well, you know, why am I paying this much for for my heat and electricity? You know, uh, because I I don't use that much energy. You know, whereas the I know the neighbor next to me is you know has their heat on it. Yeah. 80 degrees all you know all day yeah. long or something like yeah. that and, and you know and one of the things we hear a lot too is you know I live on the on the fifth floor I never turn my heat on oh yeah you know my 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 apartment is always eighty five degrees I've got the windows open I don't know if you've you know ever owned an apartment building or anything like that John but I've talked to some apartment owners and you know they they get more furious when they pull up to an apartment building on a twenty degree day and they look up on the fourth floor and all the windows are open oh. in the house and the boilers running downstairs in the basement right um you know they're like furious they're saying all the heat's going outside well you know, all the heat that's rising, you're letting outside at that point. You right, know? So, right. you, I mean, with a ductless system, you'd never be doing that. Right. You know, right. They wouldn't. They'd be paying for it themselves, using their own, you know, heating and cooling energy. And you know, they'd be. I would be more conscious as to what I'm doing at that point. I wouldn't be opening the window, and people don't care. They open the window when they're not paying for the heat. Sure. I mean. <laughs> I know yeah. many people that do it. Right. Many, many people that do it. I'm, I don't think it's a crazy thing. I mean, I've heard it a lot. Right, right. Talk about the situation where you, maybe you have a, a building that uses an old-style uh, heat pump, but that heat pump doesn't run you know, uh, below a certain temperature. Do you guys come in and, and install um, you know, a, a new system? Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's new technology right now, John. It's really catching on now. We have a single-zone ducted heat pump. So what I mean by that is you know, you, you've got hundreds of thousands of townhouse condominium style homes that have been built in the 70s and 80s and that was when electricity was really cheap and you know the, mm-hmm. the typical norm for the builder was you know put in a heat pump put in a heat pump with back backup electric heat and that's how we're going to heat these condos we're not going to bring in gas lines we're going to do electric hot water and you know they've saved hundreds of thousands of dollars by not bringing gas into these places and using electricity mm-hmm. um you know, and it really didn't matter to them because they were selling them, you know, and I've heard instances of people with, you know, heat pumps with backup electric heat in a 1600 square foot condo with electric bills of the average is $700, $750 a month in the, mm. in the wintertime. And they're old, they're inefficient, they're, you know, 30, 40 years old now. Some have been changed out at one point, but that's still 20 years old. And they don't heat when it gets cold out. After 28 degrees, 30 degrees, the electric heat's coming on and you've just, you got the the red toaster glowing in the ductwork with the, you know, electric backup strips running all day and heating the apartment. And we can do that now with a Mitsubishi P-Series hyperheat ducted system. We've changed out many of them where we go in, we just take out your old air handler, remove the piping and put a new condenser outside and we don't need backup electric heat for that room. We can run mm. it on we can run it on the refrigerant through the system. We can put backup heat in there if you want a little bit of it, but we have the ability to lock that out at a certain temperature. We can put a thermostat outside that says, hey, don't come on below, you know, or or you know, above zero degrees. If it's zero degrees, I don't want any backup heat on it. If it gets to be five below and I think I might need a little backup electric heat, I can do it. But we, you know, the norm is we really don't put that in. You don't, don't put the backup heat. We don't need it. Um, You know, a lot of times too, you see these, these condominiums too, where you have the typical townhouse condominium where you have four stories and garage 
and the little basement is on the first floor. Second floor is the kitchen, living room. Uh, third floor is usually two bedrooms, and the fourth floor is usually a loft of some point. That's where those those usually become a cooling problem in the summertime. They can't get any cooling up there. So those are options sometimes for a single zone, single zone ductless system where we can put out in the back of the room and, you know, kill two birds at one stone while we're at your house. You know, fix the fix the uh, high energy bill heating thing and then get you cooling in the summertime where you, you haven't lived up there because it's 90 degrees up there all the time. Right. So if I'm in a situation where I, I own a condo and I'm in a multi-condo unit, um, maybe it's a three-family home or maybe it's more of like an apartment building kind of thing, can I install a ductless heating and cooling system oh, yeah. just just my unit? And, and what kind of approvals do I need from maybe like a condo association or something Yeah, like that's, that? that's, you know, those those situations become sticky every now and then, you know, but you've really got to get, it depends on how much the board pushes things in your association. I mean, I mean, we have one condo place in, in Saugus that we work with. We've probably put in over a hundred ductless systems in there. It's a townhouse application. It's that, it's that same application that I just told you about in the, mm. in the, you know, third full of loft that's hot all the time. I mean, they've basically got a written approval that they've sent to everyone saying, Hey, we know everyone in this place has this problem, right? This is what you need to do. We've approved this. You can do this, um, you know, and then you've got the other apartment type condo things where, you know, the, the homeowner's going to be, go to the board, you know, we'll present submittals of, you know, here's the equipment sizes, here's the sound levels, here's what we'd like to do, here's the pictures where we'd like to put everything. And, you know, sometimes it gets approved, sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time I see it get approved though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's more, I, I see a lot in the bigger, bigger units, you know, where you might have, you know, two, 300 condos and a, you know, a 10, 12-story building where you know, there might not be access to the roof with piping where sometimes those, you know, they want to put it out on a deck of a building or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just don't want anything outside. You can't have this, you can't have that. And, you know, but it really depends on your situation. You know, we'll work with the condo board. I've been to many condo meetings where I've sat down and talked to the associations. And, you know, I think sometimes once they see what you're really trying to accomplish mm-hmm. and they and they hear what the problem is and and then they find out, you know what, there's more people in this building that have this problem. Right, right. And, and, and it's like, okay, this might be a solution for the whole building. Right. We've gone in and done whole one, buildings so like one, that. So one person, you know, looks into it and gets, yeah. you, gets you involved and wants it done, and then all of a sudden half the people in the, you know, the building are, are getting it installed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It happens all the time. Right. So. All right. That's really great information, Mike. Thanks again for speaking with me. Thanks, John. And for more information, visit the NETR website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-NET. That's 781-933-6387.